Hello, and welcome to Talking Talk, podcast for the media by us. Uh, my name's Brent, and I'm here today with Chris. Hello. And TJ. Hey. And uh, we're going to be talking about the things we've been watching, playing, watching lately. And then we'll talk about uh, any any recent news uh, coming out of Hollywood or the games community or whatnot. And then uh, we're going to finish up the podcast today by telling you what to go see at the movie theater. Yeah. Because you can't figure it out. Uh, <laughs> we'll tell you. But let's talk about what we've been watching. Let's start with Chris. Cool. Uh, so I didn't watch anything. Um, you know, people that I'm close with know that I've been absolutely fucking swamped with work. Um, but I did get a chance, uh, yesterday, the day before, to play, uh, some games. Um, the first game that I played, I played with TJ, actually. Uh, the sequel to Overcooked 2 released, uh, to Overcooked released earlier this month. Um, and so we played a little bit of that, some mad, mad cap, uh, four player simplified arcade cooking action. Um, and it's fun. It's, it's a perfect co-op video game. Yeah. So, did you guys play that after the Burifa concert? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was playing Madden 18 after the Burifa concert. <laughs> so you saw, saw so, us on? I saw you guys on, I saw you on PS, yeah. uh, PSN. Yeah. But so, it's a lot of fun. They, they add one element to it, and it's that you can throw rot ingredients. Um, but it really kind of starts you off, uh, assuming that you have played the first Overcooked. It starts, like, the first level is pretty easy. You're making salads with or without tomatoes and then after that it's like all right you're going to be doing two types of sushi yeah and you need you know you need the the seaweed you need the rice which needs to be cooked and you need to chop either shrimp or uh fish and then put it together and then serve it and it's or cucumber sushi and it's just like it, it jumps in really fast um but it's a lot of fun uh we're gonna probably you know bang our heads against it we got through the the first like chapter so the first set of levels, first six of them, uh, you know, they're doing more and more crazy things with the stages. Um, <clears throat> there's one where you're cooking in a hot air balloon, and uh, you have to, you're making uh, salads, whatever, and then the hot air balloon crashes and it lands in the middle of a street, and for some reason you now have to be cooking uh, sushi. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, but yeah, I mean it's. It's a crazy game. It's cool, and it's a lot of fun with people. Uh, yeah. It's especially a good good game to play a couple beers in. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But other than that, uh, I, I teased it a while ago, um, but I decided to finally jump in after literally every game's publication has focused lots of editorial hours on it um, to playing the No Man's Sky updates. Uh, they released in conjunction with its launch on Xbox One. Uh the No Man's Sky Next update. <clears throat> so, it, they just, they, they basically made the game that they meant to make, or meant to release, in that there's four-player multiplayer in it, if you can, you know, get a squad together to go, um, which seems a little broken right now, but it's still pretty early. Uh, they've, they've built up the tech tree, so it's a little more than just, um, you know, here's your red element, your red element can be used for anything, and, you know, there, there being, like, no real story or end game. Uh, but now there's there's more of that. There's, there's more of, like, kind of like an Event Horizon-style story in it, where before it was, like, the Atlas Path, Brent, I know you played it a little bit, mm-hmm. um, where you just kept going from, like, you know, like, space anomaly to space anomaly, and it's mm-hmm. just these, like, two aliens in the ship being like, yeah, the universe is older than anyone thinks. Yeah. Um, 
there was a race of people who were here before us, like pretty tropey. But now it's like you'll be walking around and there'll be, you know, like visions from the past. And it's, it seems, it seems way more in depth. Um, I know that Hello Games has been really, as far as like a game that releases like this, where it releases to lots of derision from fans and then they spend the next two years course correcting. I really think that they've, they've, they've done well with the make good on their promises. Um, that being said, my experience with it has not been that great so far. Um, they, they made it more random as to what your starting plan is. And as of right now, I have started and restarted five times because every time they pick a home planet for me, it is immediately because it's not like when you start originally where you start next to a ship yeah. that you can like kind of get into as like sanctuary. Uh, no, you don't start anywhere near ship or anything you can get in, and it's like toxic planets or uh, sentinels that want to kill me immediately for doing nothing. Um, you have fewer tools this time around when you start, so you have to repair and build everything. Or I'm on a planet that is constantly uh, under like acid rain. Yeah. And I just, like, die immediately. So I'm going to keep re-rolling until I get a planet that is habitable. So I can take my time in the intro to mm-hmm. kind of relearn the systems. Because um, I don't want to play on creative mode because that seems super boring. I don't want to play on normal where it doesn't have the life support bar or the oxygen. Um, and I certainly don't want to play permadeath because that's basically how I've been treating it already. And it sucks. <laughs> so... I'm going to keep re-rolling and probably update you guys uh, in a year when I get some more time to play it. Cool. <laughs> but that's it for me. Um, you know, I'm watching The Challenge and Floor Bama Shore and lots of like trashy TV shows. Um, the Challenge has been really good this year. Uh, this year. There's already been three seasons this year. <laughs> <laughs> the, cha- the Challenge has been really good this month. It's, um, they, uh, unbeknownst to everyone, they were doing like a trilogy of uh, seasons where basically, like, your your old mistakes and your dirty plays come back and haunt you. So in this one, they paired together people who they had, like, actual vendettas or created them with over the past two seasons. So, like, last season, you know, Tony's big play was voting Johnny Bananas in, who was his longtime ally, you know, real student of the game, uh, at a time when... when Everyone who wasn't Bananas thought was a really bold, like, crazy play. And Bananas ends up getting eliminated, which is even bigger of a move. Um, and so they're partners. Johnny and Tony. Um, they didn't seem to be... I mean, that was the only season I've ever watched of the challenge. But Johnny didn't seem... He seemed more impressed with that than annoyed. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he's, he's, it's, it's definitely shaken out through this season that, that Johnny really took it more personally. They have, like, a conversation at a bar... Like, you know how they have, like, bar nights every now and then? Yeah. Where, like, it's it seems like he's being earnest. Where he was, like, where he's telling Tony, like, Tony, when you used to get drunk and kicked off every season, like, who's the guy who had your back both on and off camera? Like, you can't just fucking do that and say you're trying to make a legacy move when you're hurting real friendships. And so I think, I think he was actually, like, affected by it. Um, but he does that kind of shit all the time. I was going to say, it's a game, though. I mean, yeah. it's not... Um, is he still in? Yeah, bananas. Yeah, um, and Tony. Yeah, but it's it, they're they're a formidable duo. They are, but it kind of sucks because they there's another duo. So it's it's uh, it's 
gender non-specific teams. So there's girl-girl teams, girl-guy, and guy-guy teams. And one of the guy-guy teams is... Do you remember Brad from last season? He's the big crazy guy with the beard. Oh, yeah. Who's dating the little blonde. Well yeah, it's him and then Kyle, the tall, like, really athletic British guy. The guy they said was a pirate. Yeah. So they're on a team. And they're just, like, insane. Like, yeah, but... Better than everyone by, like, minutes or by, like, multiple checkpoints or whatever the challenge is. And they just, like, they built a they built a team that broke the game. When you've got, like, CT is being hampered by Veronica. Or Veronica has said multiple times, like, oh, I'm just on the show because it's a free vacation every couple, like, twice a year. And he's like, well, will you work out with me? She's like, no. He's like, well, will you not drink a bunch of wine tonight? He's like, well, what should I drink? He's like, water or don't? She's like, No. Like, is it really adamant that she's not going to try? And so CT, who's like one of the best players in the game, is yeah. now like completely crippled. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, that, that is interesting. Brad was the one in last season that I thought was so funny because he, uh, <laughs> he was the one who's like, hey guys, like, I got a plan for how we can win. Don't vote me or my girlfriend off. But they were just like, okay. And then he was like, sweet. And he walked away and they were like, the hell was that? <laughs> but yeah, but so that that's all I've been watching. The challenge it's it's a fun season because it's kind of like David versus Goliath. If David was actually like twenty people, and Goliath was uh, two idiots who were just like really good at brute force challenges, um, they've lost one challenge. They've won every other one. I believe it. Um, but it's 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 kind of cool now when you vote people into the elimination. Uh, the person who gets voted into the elimination gets to choose out of the pool of people who voted for them who they want to go up against. Oh, weird. So it's kind of like a put your money where your mouth is. If you want this person to go home, then you have to be ready to take them out. So nobody's going to want to pick. Right. Like Bananas and Tony or Brad and CJ? CT. CT. Oh, Brad and Kyle. Oh, right. Yeah. But so it's, it's, it's kind of a fun element because I... I didn't like how people could just, like, skate by, by, like, voting with a majority. So now this will give teams who get voted into the elimination to then, like, pick off a team who was just voting them in because that's what they were told to do. Right. And they're not actually strong competitors. Right. So it might it might even it out and make the finals, like, three good, strong teams and not just three allied teams where a strong duo kept two layups with them the whole time. Right. So, anyway, the challenge still an interesting show. Still watching it. Uh, I think this is shaping up to be a good season. Floribama Shore people peeing on a lot. Uh yeah, people pee a lot. Cool. Um, there, there's like there was one this year apparently. Cassandra watches it. She was telling me that somebody uh opened the center console in a taxi and peed in it. Yep. Just like peeing places. Yeah. Sounds about right. There's um because Honor was like you know like in college like there were always a few people that just peed and I was like. Nope. I don't remember that. There was, I, I found myself in a weird situation where I was siding with, uh, kind of, you hear about, like, boogeyman millennial trends, and this was one of them. Uh, one of the character's boyfriends, or she just calls him her boothang, uh, he goes by the name Gator J231 Southside God. That's what he goes by. And I have the same opinion as you, Brent, where it's like, like what is the world coming to but then one of the guys was like I'm not calling a grown man that that is not a name I'm not calling him that I'm going to find out his real name and call him that and I was like wait a second but 
I kind of sided with Gator J two three one Southside God because <laughs> if someone tells me what to call them and I don't, that's just disrespectful. Like you know, apart from someone saying like "call me Daddy," like I yeah. I won't do that. Like, but like if someone's like "call me Gator J," like "fuck yeah, Gator." Like, yeah, like I think I would shorten that to Gator. There's no way I'm gonna remember all that, but so. Yeah, I'm kind of in between. Like, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like be like, I'm gonna go find out what his real name is and right. call him that. But at the same time, if you tell me your, you know, name is three is like a a really secure password, basically, <laughs> it's like I'm not gonna remember all that. <laughs> a random name generator, right? X J and alligator, lowercase y, exclamation point. Exclamation yeah. point the word, then exclamation point the symbol. Right. And, and then the words exclamation point the word, exclamation point the symbol. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. It's 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 dumb stuff. So is is that it for you, Chris? That's it for me. Just watching trash TV because it's kind of cotton candy for the brain and then played a couple games. TJ, how about you? What you been watching? Uh, watched a few films. Um, first I want to talk about a TV show that I watched, though. I told you all about it off mic. Um, I won't say I highly recommend it, but it's definitely interesting. It's Bobcat Goldthwait's Misfits and Monsters. It's on True TV, hmm. and it's uh, it's really good. It's kind of it's the easiest thing to compare it to would be The Twilight Zone. There are twenty minute episodes, standalone vignettes um, that tell like fun little stories. I watched the first three episodes. One stars Seth Green as a person who voices a popular cartoon character. The cartoon character comes to life. And wreaks havoc nice. on his family. Um, second episode is probably my favorite so far, and it's David Keckner plays a Texas car like salesman. But anyway, it is a true satire of our current president and situation. He's a werewolf. There's a really fun scene in it where he's like, "So we want to make you president. You got anything in your past that could come up during the campaign?" And he's like, "Well, I cheated on my wife," and they're like, "Oh." That's not a big deal. Don't worry about that. He's like, with her sister. And they're like, well, at least you kept it in the family. He's like, also, I'm a werewolf. And they're like, okay. But like, they're not surprised by it, really. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, and I ate a toddler. But, like, as a werewolf. And they're like, okay. <laughs> as a werewolf. But it's uh, about, like, a journalist who finds out he's a werewolf and goes to expose him. And, of course, it doesn't Nobody matter. Cares. He becomes president. Yeah. yeah. There's a great quote from somebody in the streets. It's just like, we wanted our president to be a werewolf. Other countries won't push us around. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> great. A werewolf ain't gonna lie. A werewolf tells it like it is. Yeah. <laughs> and the third one's a mockumentary style, uh, pretty much like Justin Bieber sold his soul to the devil. And played by Michael Ian Black. And then the devil realizes that the contract is... Uh, has to be void because the Justin Bieber character actually has no soul to give him. Which <laughs> is really funny. It's fun. Yeah. But they're good. There are six more episodes, uh, all directed by Bobcat Goldthwait, who's, I know, kind of revered, looked upon fondly yeah. in Hollywood since he got out of acting. Yeah. So. Uh, it's on True TV? Yeah. True right. TV. Can you catch up on, like, Hulu or anything? I don't know. We have True TV. So I don't know if it's on Hulu or not. Yeah. I should have looked. That's fun. I played a game though on my iPad, and it's uh, I've wanted this on a tablet or phone for years since smartphones became a thing. Really, the original SimCity. Did y'all ever play that when you were little? Yes. So I wanted one where it was like residential zones, commercial zones, industrial zones, 
there's no like quests are fine, but I didn't want like and the problem with you know iTunes and Google Play and all that stuff is like all the money's made off in-app purchases. Right. And I finally found one. It was a five dollar game. There's no zero in-app purchases. Well worth the five dollars in my opinion to be able to play the game whenever is I it, want to. Is it from SimCity or is it just like a copy? It's called Pocket City. It is the exact same. Yeah. You build like little squares next to each other. Yep. And, they're yeah. just grids. You build roads and bridges, and as you make more money, you can buy cooler stuff. Yeah. Um, but you you buy plots of land in this one, and I don't uh, think that was something you did in the original no. SimCity. I thought you could. You could buy, like, neighboring plots of land to expand. I mean, that might have been in SimCity So this has your, your big square that you started with in SimCity, yeah. and you start with just owning, like, a middle square. You uh, have to yeah. expand. But it's real easy to expand. SimCity, you started with a huge grid, which would typically have some body of water. Um, mountains or trees. Or river. And then uh, uh, the original, you didn't even have mountains. You had, it was all flat. You had trees. Yeah. You had to demolish trees or bulldoze them. And this improves a little bit on some of that. Like, you build a lumber yard... Which will make you money, but only if it's near trees. And you can build, like, mining factories that have to be near mountains. So. Oh, it's a little more advanced then. than like, It's a little more advanced, yeah. but it, had, it keeps the original. My main thing was, like, the zones. Just, like, build buildings. Don't make me pick every goddamn building. Right. This yeah. yeah. You want to be able to pick the, the specialized building. Like, oh, police station near residential and right. commercial. Yeah, and there's a little, like, you interact with citizens a lot more than you did in SimCity. Like, you have to tap a little button when there's a crime. And then it'll zoom over to the crime. And as long as you have a police station near there... Right. It'll come rescue them. Or a little more interactive fire. in that way. Yeah. Yeah. There's a... Natural Disasters happened, which was a big thing in the first city. I remember. Mm-hmm. That was fun. This one has a fun feature. I haven't used it yet, but you can, like, click on a... You get an expense report of, like, what happened when the tornado came through. And you can just say, like, rebuild as it was. Or you can use that to, like, go make new shit there mm-hmm. when you have more money. Because you ran out of land pretty quick. I remember in the old cities too. Yeah. You had to tear down and rebuild if you wanted new cool stuff. And then, like, at a certain point, you you get the high-yield industrial and high-yield residential. Mm-hmm. You, like, yeah, and upgrade, like, your power plants. Yeah. You can have, like, one power plant instead of seven coal power plants. You can have, like, one nuclear power plant that'll mm-hmm. do it all. I love those city-building games. Yeah, they're real fun. <clears throat> that's, that's like, the game I was playing, Surviving Mars, I know we talked about a while back. Just city-building game, but it's on Mars. Fun. Yeah. Uh, then I watched the movies. Nice. And then I watched the movies. Uh, I watched The Invention of Lying. Anybody ever seen that one? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really fun premise. They miss on some of the execution, but it gets, you know, like probably three stars as a base instead of two and a half just for the originality of the idea. Is it Ricky Gervais figures out that he cannot tell the truth and nothing bad happens to him? No, it is. Or yes. Yeah. He, the first person to realize that fiction is a possibility. Yeah. They don't even, I mean, the word lying is never said. It's, it is not existent in the world. It's. The concept is foreign. Completely. Yeah. When he finally tells Jennifer Gardner, his love interest, that he's doing it, she says, like, how do you say things that aren't, like, they don't, they don't even <laughs> comprehend that it's a possibility. Yeah. Um, it's really funny. You get really funny scenes. There's one with, him and Philip Seymour Hoffman who plays like the bartender at his local dive and it's real funny it's like okay let me ch- tell you my name is uh, not Eric it's Jim and they're like oh hey Jim you look more like a Jim than an Eric and he's like no you don't understand my name's actually Eric and they're like oh Eric <laughs> like they'll do it like okay let me try again I'm black you're like oh I always wanted a black friend <laughs> it's awesome they just like don't get it there's a really good Edward Norton cameo where he pulls over Louis C.K. who plays his friend 
The movie also has Jeffrey Tambor in it, so that was a little odd watching it. Dustin Hoffman's in there. Morgan Freeman's hanging out. But uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman like, pulls out Louis C.K. He's obviously wasted in driving his car. And, uh, you know, he's putting the handcuffs on him, and Ricky Gervais steps out, and he's like, he's not drunk. And Edward Norton just gets this look of fear. He's like, I am so sorry. Did you eat something bad? He, like, helps him back into the car. It's really good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun watch. I would recommend it. Um, don't rush to catch it, but it's streaming on something right now for free. I forget what. Uh, I watched an awful movie called The Other Woman. Oh, Kate Upton? Kate Upton, Leslie Mann, and yeah. Cameron Diaz. It's bad. It's really bad. Yeah. And, uh, n- uh, Nikolai Coster Waldo, I think, yep. is the... It's Jamie Lannister. The guy who's banging all of them. It's it's awful. It's just really bad. He ends up being like a... The ending of that movie pisses me off. Yeah. Like, what... Like, they pull off some, like, law firm heist? Well, he's like a millionaire money longer. Yeah. Cameron Diaz's dad is played by Don Johnson, who just knows how to... Knows how everybody launders money, apparently. It's all done the same way. He's like, oh, I can help you stop a money launderer. The, the only funny gag in that that I appreciate is the uh, Leslie Mann and uh, Cameron Diaz. It's Cameron Diaz, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever they're like admiring Kate Upton, I think that gag works when they do it. Yeah, it's really yeah. funny. That that part is actually because Cameron Diaz right before that is telling Leslie Mann like, you can't freak out like you did on me when you found out I was sleeping with your husband. Like, yeah. let's take it easy. We'll approach her. Like, as we see fit, and then Cameron Diaz sees Kate Upton jogging down the beach in, like, a tiny bikini and just loses her mind. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. But it's also annoying because it's like, Leslie Mann and Cameron Diaz aren't, like, ugly even compared to Kate Upton. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, don't watch that. I gave it one and a half stars. It's it's very, very bad. Uh, Leslie Mann has a brother who's in it, and I can't remember who it is now. I don't think it's anybody... But I would really call him the the male lead. It is Taylor Kinney. But anyway, yeah, don't watch the other woman. That sucks. Y'all seen the five year engagement? I've not. You should watch it. It's fun. Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel, Emily Blunt, uh, early. I think I've seen Chris it. Pratt, uh, Allison Brie, and a couple other people you'd recognize. Um, but it's it's an adorable little rom com. Emily Blunt and Jason Segel get engaged, and uh, really can't find the time or money to get married, mm-hmm. and end up breaking up. You know, four years later, and you know it ends happy. Not much to talk about. I like Jason Segel a lot. He's really funny. I like Emily Blunt a lot. Yeah, this this is a a, a great uh, cast of characters who play like the random chefs that they work with. Yeah. Kumail Nanjiani, Pakistani chef number one. <laughs> yeah. Molly Shannon, onion chef. Tim Heidecker, negotiating chef. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jackie Weaver was in it. Yeah. It's weird. But uh, Chris Pratt's also just, this is a kind of Parks and Rec Chris Pratt. And he's so good as that like slapstick comedy side character. Played the same role in a movie with Vince Vaughn called The Delivery Man. It's where he realizes, like, a sperm bank has messed up and, like, used his sperm for over, like, 100 children. And he <laughs> sets out to meet them all. Um, but 
yeah, Five Year Engagement super fun. But the main movie I want to talk about because it shocked the hell out of me, and I watched it once before, and I thought it was pretty good. But it's actually really good. It's called The Intern, Anne Hathaway and Robert De Niro. Oh, really? That's good. It's good. Right. And I just looked. David gave it four stars as nice. well on Letterboxd. Um, I, I gave it three and a half. There's one like odd technology bit, which is funny because the movie's about Robert De Niro is a widower. His wife has just died. He's bored. He wants a job. And uh, Anne Hathaway is running a like tech startup that's only like 18 months old. And they're part of a senior citizen intern project. And Robert De Niro gets that internship. And it's it's fun. It's not... Um, doesn't play to the normal, like, cliches of how you would think. Robert De Niro is just a badass. He never fucks up mm-hmm. the whole movie. He's, like, a great guy. Oh. He's a really good employee. Um, really with it. Just needs some help, like, setting up his first Facebook account. And that kind of, you know, right cheeky stuff. Hmm. But uh, it's really good. The chemistry between the two of them is actually really, really... Well done. Nice. It comes all, comes across the screen really well. Okay, I'll check it out at some point. It just seemed like a movie when I saw the trailer. I just thought this is going to be garbage. Trailer's bad. The cover's like horrible. This looks ho hum. Just know this: Adam Devine is in this movie, and he's good. I'm not the one. Who, I think it's TJ who typically doesn't like Adam Devine. And me. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's also got about probably twenty lines. Maybe I need to rewatch this movie. I did not like it when I watched it Weird. first time. Yeah, I thought it was super delightful. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. But it's been like over a year since I've seen it. So maybe I watched it before and didn't love it, and I watched it yesterday and thought it was really, really good. Were you sad before you watched it? <laughs> yeah, I was crying before I watched. Before I watched it, I eat a whole plate of vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the movie and it was a it was better than you, the vegetables. Were you in a rough place? Yeah. <laughs> so patronizing. <laughs> Is that it? Uh yeah. Well, that brings us to me. The intern is better than any movie you saw this week, <laughs> other than Butch Cassidy and the Sunday Uh I'll start with uh I restarted a movie series that I ignored. Because uh, <laughs> wrong. Um, <laughs> Because I watched J.J. Abrams' Star Trek, which was a good movie. That is a good movie. It's almost as good as The Intern. (laughs) I don't believe you. It's better than The Intern. I've seen them both. Y'all shut your mouth. (laughs) I've Uh, seen them both. Yeah, it's a rewatch, but it's been a few years. And, uh, man, I just really forgot how how much I I like the chemistry between Chris Pine and uh, Zachary Quinto in that movie. As Kirk and Spock. They're really good together. It's a really fun reboot. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And a really clever, actual way to reboot. Yes. Yeah. Just be like, we just erased everything you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> moving forward. Um, I followed that up with Star Trek Into Darkness, which uh, I'd seen once, and uh, for some reason I, I thought I remembered disliking that movie, but it was pretty good. Yeah, it, it was good. It wasn't great, but it was it was very entertaining, and uh, I thought Benedict Cumberbatch was a pretty fun villain. It's Khan, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a late reveal that he's Khan, too, which is mm-hmm. kind of fun. Yeah, they, uh, not as good as the original, but fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trekkies hated it, I know. Because it's, it's an action movie. It's an action movie, and that's not what Star Trek is about. I don't give a fuck about them. <laughs> if Star Trek wanted to make movies for them, they would. Yeah, they, and they did yeah, they for did. a long time. Yeah. yeah, that's what they're called Trekkies. And yeah. they didn't make as much money, so they stopped for a while. Yeah, yeah. and then they're like, "Hey, Fast the Furious director, do you want to make some Star Trek movies?" And he's like, "I guess so." <laughs> yeah, 
but yeah, it's good. And so I'm, I'm the third one is streaming. The third new one, uh, Star Trek Beyond, is streaming on Amazon right now. Yeah. And uh, Oscar nominated. I I started it, but I haven't finished it. So, but I'm really looking forward to watching that too because uh, I've heard good things. Yeah, it's it's good and the worst probably of the well, three new ones, but, but it's still good. It's still like a three three and a half star movie. Yeah. Nice. Um, Jeremy Lin directed. That was the Fast and Furious reference. Yeah, it's he did he has he directed the last two or just the last one? I think just just the last one. Was the Into Darkness a Abrams movie? I don't think it was Abrams, but I don't think it was Lin. Okay. I'll is it Jeremy Lin? It was Jeremy before. It's the same name as the basketball player. No, it's Justin Lin. Is the director? Is the director? Okay. Because I have made that player. mistake. Okay. Yes, I call them both Jeremy Lin. Justin Lin, you're correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking up the Star Wars one. Starts whatever the the, the space battle thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> space battle. That's the. Uh, the Asylum film. Yeah. <laughs> Space Battle. It's oh, not it, says it, is, it, says, it says it is J.J. Abrams. Oh, neat. It's not a... Uh, Asylum doesn't even uh, veil it that... Look at that people also search for. Was George Lucas in the middle? No, but what movie are all them? Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Star Trek movie director. Oh, uh, right. When you Google <laughs> Star Trek Into Darkness director, it, Google pops up J.J. Abrams... And then people also search for Daisy Ridley, George Lucas, John Boyega, <laughs> Mark Hamill, Adam Driver. Simon Pegg's the only one with crossover, and he's... <laughs> but he's in both. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, did I talk last week? I, I forget when I watched these, but I uh, also rewatched the first two Hobbit movies. I don't think I've talked about them on the podcast. We should always have somebody watching a Lord of the Rings movie. You did. Watch we talked about it. Okay. That I, I didn't like the first one very much, yes. and I like the second one a lot. I feel like it was just you and I, though, who talked about that. I just don't remember when that would be. Maybe on the phone. Anyway, um, start over and talk about them. If I didn't talk about it last <laughs> week, uh, I'll be quick. Uh, the, the I did not really like The Hobbit, uh, An Unexpected Journey, I think is the name That's of the first one. That's the first one, one yeah. yeah. It really drags. That movie's super long and, and very draggy. Um... It's my favorite of the three. My favorite of the three is the second one because uh, the second one continues moving slow like the first one until you get to the Lonely Mountain and then I think it really picks up. And uh, Did you see the third one? I've still not seen the third okay, one. Okay, you said it was favorite of your three. I was just... Favorite of the ones favorite you've seen. Favorite of the ones that yeah. I've seen is uh, The Desolation of Smog. How do you like Benedict Cumberbatch? thought he's pretty good in the role. I think it's really cool because you can tell it's Benedict Cumberbatch... Like you have full mocap, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They, they they do enough to uh, obscure it and make it you know smog, but it's still very much his role. Yeah, yeah. I really like it's a it's a fun tense scene inside the Lonely Mountain. When, yeah, when they're, when they're that, doing that. that's that's my favorite scene in the whole trilogy is him like hiding from smog in the pile of gold. Yeah, trying to get that uh, MacGuffin, whatever yeah. it is. The, the Arkenstone. The Arkenstone. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched uh, one more movie series in uh, To Completion. Mm-hmm. Uh, really? To Completion? To Completion. Yeah, I watched it all. <laughs> How many times? <laughs> Just the once. Uh, <laughs> I watched The Twilight Saga. Uh, have you... TJ said he, you've seen one or two movies? I've seen two movies. I don't know which... I, was, <laughs> I don't know the second one I saw. Apparently I saw... Breaking Dawn Part One. Yeah, and I saw the first one. <laughs> so you see the first and the fourth movie. Yes. 
Chris, have you ever, ever seen any of them? I've seen a few of them. I don't think I've seen Breaking Dawn Part 2. That is a shame. Is the only <laughs> one even remotely worth your time. Would you rate that one on... Two and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> As in, remotely worth your time. Alright. So A very good, unwatchable we've, movie. We've gone pretty quickly. We've, we're at 34 minutes recording, 35 minutes. Can you give us a quick summary of the full plot of Twilight? <laughs> Without leaving out too many details... I want to know. Okay. TJ turning his game on? <laughs> oh, timing him. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Because you did this in a week. Were you sad? Yeah, um, were you at a bed? Did you have to eat a whole plate of vegetables too? I was, I was, uh, I was sad that I was oh, doing you, it oh, at a certain focus. point. <laughs> All right. You could have stopped. Bella moves to Washington. <laughs> Forks, Washington. Forks, Washington. She there meets uh, her old friend, Jacob, who she knew growing up. Uh, and she meets, uh, so she reconnects with Jacob, and she meets uh, this uh, kid named uh, Edward. She finds out that Edward is a vampire fairly quickly. Sexy one. And, uh, Sparkling. Eh, and uh, <laughs> she meets his little gang of uh, vampires that live there, and they're, they're, uh, vampire gang. they're unusual in that they don't prey on humans. Mm-hmm. They uh, important for Bella's for the rest of the film franchise. Otherwise, this <laughs> this would have been mercifully shorter. <laughs> uh, but Bella eats her own lip all the time, right? <laughs> so, yeah, that's her thirst. She thirsts for her <laughs> bottom lip. Um, but she uh, she falls in love with Edward. Jacob sort of falls in love with her. She kind of toys with that idea for a bit of, of being with Jacob, who turns out is a werewolf and has his own little pack of uh, jort-wearing uh, <laughs> werewolves, which is really dumb. Which is, which is that's what's uncommon about their group of werewolves, is they wear jorts. <laughs> so, <laughs> They're trying to bring jorts back. <laughs> so, so, she falls in love with Edward in the first movie. Jacob falls in love with her in the second movie, where she kind of falls for him too, because Edward leaves to protect Bella or something for most of the second movie. And then everything I've already said is pretty much just the first three movies. Like, the third movie is just a continuation of the same shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the Then, uh, Bella marries Edward, has a baby with Edward, and ultimately they wind up having to fight some uh, they, it comes to a head with uh, these vampires who sort of watch over the vampire world. They're these Italian vampires who, uh, you know, try to basically have 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 their own dumb reasoning for wanting to kill Edward and Bella's baby. Well, because they've made a freak of nature. Yeah. Because so vampires can produce ejaculate. They can. <laughs> Help stop on ejaculate. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. <laughs> this is important to the plot details. So somehow Edward can procreate despite being dead. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So here's my here's my movie by movie take. And Bella, one other important plot because I've seen this movie. <laughs> important. Uh, well, Bella Bella's a vampire. Yeah, Edward turns her. So she dies giving childbirth. She dies in childbirth, and Edward, in order to save her, like, uh, tries to inject her with his uh, vampire blood. Oh. 
<laughs> um, a, it's blood when you're a vampire. <laughs> but, uh, which he was actually very hesitant to do because he's... His, he was going to get sick of her eventually. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh... Forever's a long time. So it's always struck me as weird that this was like a like it's clear that he doesn't want her to be a vampire because in the span of like what is it take place over like a year, yeah, like, yeah, like maybe two a years. years, and in that in that like Edward was gone for like a month and she's already fucking some werewolf boy. <laughs> Jorts, man, yeah. Plus Taylor Lautner's a hunk. You heard he, it here first. He has a Backflips. really strange accent in that movie. His his phrasing is really weird. So Can't pull off werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> he's no, it's it's he, werewolf. Supposed to be like Native he American, can't pull right? off human. He's like Native American, are they? Aren't they? Yes. Yes. The werewolf folk. Yes. Werewolfman. Werewolfman. <laughs> so how does it end? It ends uh, by far way more interesting than the previous four movies. Um, it ends with this showdown in this like snowy field where uh, some of the vampires are wanting to protect their Edward and Bella's baby and then the, this these Italian vampires are led by Michael Sheen. That's who you get if you want Italian. Nice. You get Scottish-ass Michael Sheen. <laughs> and uh, he is just... Well, you don't get like Roberto Benigni. <laughs> And those are the only... He's the only <laughs> Italian actor. You're Roberto Benigni playing his character for Pinocchio. <laughs> to play the Italian man. But the the final movie... So, real quick, before I get to the quality... Uh, I'll talk about the quality of the previous <laughs> movies. First Twilight, awful. Really, really bad. Yeah, it sucks. Second Twilight, worse. There's a scene in the second Twilight movie where Bella stares out her window and watches nothing happen for three months, and I'm pretty sure it's a metaphor for the viewer experience of watching the movie. This is the worst fucking movie I've seen in a long time. It's Twilight New Moon. Uh, The third movie, Twilight Eclipse, is the best of the first three. It is still pretty much garbage, but it, it is... You can tell they've made slight improvements on like how they handle writing romance and drama a little bit in the third one. Does he not call her a spider monkey? He doesn't call her a spider monkey. <laughs> That's a good start. It's uh, it's still not a good movie, but I gave it two stars. So it is it is a vast improvement on everything that came before. Right. Uh, still the, not watchless worthy, but not watchless top worthy. list of watchless. The fourth movie... The fourth movie... It reverts back to being awful, and it is just about their Edward and Bella's wedding and the pregnancy, and uh, that's br- Breaking Dawn Part One. Wait, what happens in these movies then? Not much. I think it's kind of like how you described Fifty Shades to me, okay. which is like, what happens? It's like, nothing. Nothing. Okay. Well, that makes sense. There is a pedigree that tracks through Twilight and Fifty Shades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So You're like Seinfeld. <laughs> movies about nothing. movies about nothing. Uh, and then the fifth movie, Breaking Dawn Part Two, winds up being kind of okay because they have to have this big fight scene that they're that they're building towards, and because they're building towards that, they don't have time for their romance and melodrama anymore, which is what they really suck at. And it turns out that uh, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two is actually kind of a just a mediocre bottom of the barrel X-Men movie is what it winds up being because they start finding uh, they bring in all these vampires from all over the world who all have their own individual powers right and no, they, they preview that in the first one because there's the vampire lady 
who lives at the weird vampire sanctuary house in Washington. Oh yeah. Who yeah. like can read minds? Yep. S- and Bella's Bella's superpower is that like other vampire effects don't take effect on her. Oh. So like, because that's Edward's thing from the beginning is Edward oh. can't read her mind. Okay. And uh, and so there are all these weird like little superpowers that all come out to play on this big field. So and she has that superpower before she becomes a vampire. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> so we all TJ. have superpowers. It's- some you're, people do. You're trying to introduce logic into the Twilight movies? I mean, Taylor Lautner's power is that he's a werewolf, which means he's not a vampire. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, vampire. So, uh... <laughs> so, at the end, yeah, at the end, it's just like, it's kind of just like a, a bad but not a horrible X-Men movie. Where it's, it's like just, an X-Men movie where they don't fight, right? No, they do. They do fight. Except it turns out the fight is not real. Really so they don't <laughs> fight. Hold up, hold up. We get to hold up. We get to see them fight. Wait. So, so let me. I'll explain what that means. There's it was, it was a, all. A, it was all a vampire dream. <laughs> there's one. One vampire superpower is she is. Uh, she She's, can see into the future, and so Michael Sheen seems intent on having this battle out on this field, and so she shows him what the battle, how it will play out, and we get to see how the battle will play out if it occurs. And it ends with his death, and so he decides, yeah, I don't want to fight here today. And that's the end of it? That's pretty much the end of the movie. That's the end of the series. That sucks. Alright, we're done. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Eight and a half minutes. <laughs> right. No, but... Uh, I wouldn't recommend this. Do they do like uh, the... Remember how like when you rewind VHS tapes, it's like... Those lines come across. Is that what they do? <laughs> Is it a surprise though? Do you know you're seeing something that isn't happening? You, it is a surprise. Okay. Because his, his head gets ripped off and his body burned and then you, it cuts back to him standing there and looking kind of sad about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, do, do I have a movie for him? It's called The Intern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I can't recommend any of these movies, obviously, they're not good. I only watched them because they, I don't know, they they all made so much money. I was just curious to see, like, I kind of wanted to see how bad it was when it, at its worst. In like a <laughs> and, and you figured it out. Kind of way. Um, really bad. It's, it's the worst kind of bad because it's boring bad. It's not like uh, The Room. It's just, it's just fucking boring. Um... I watched the theatrical cuts, thank God, because when I went on Amazon, there is a, to watch the second one, New Moon, yeah, New Moon is the second one, and uh, the first thing I came to was the uh, extended ultimate cut of New Moon, three hours and 52 minutes. Holy shit. Of what? Of the second movie where nothing (laughs) happens. It's the movie that just like Edward disappears for, and Bella's sad. It is four hours. The ultimate cut is four hours of that. I have no idea what that would even be. Are there any werewolf-vampire hybrids? Uh, sadly, no. Because that is the plot of the Underworld movies, and that was entertaining. Still bad, but entertaining. You know, looking back... Like that's called se- the Werepires, or the other one? <laughs> that Bay second wolves. movie really is... Bad like, wolves. <laughs> that second movie really, really is a, vamp- uh, a metaphor for uh, a lot, because I realize the second movie ends with... Bella, uh, Edward thinks Bella has died somehow, and Edward is going to go commit suicide by taking off his shirt 
at like Vampire Day in this big this city. <laughs> but I thought I thought he just sparkles. Do they die from that? I don't know. It, the rules change, TJ, from movie to movie. And so the climax is Bella racing across to keep him from taking his shirt off. And I was like, that's a good metaphor for how I feel watching this movie. <laughs> You you also had your shirt mostly unbuttoned and you're like <laughs> like ready to oh <laughs> but no yeah so I made it through I've seen all the Twilight movies now I can say I've seen five of like the probably like twenty highest grossing movies no now you have to say that <laughs> That's yeah. to justify it <laughs> yeah Brent what did you do when your wife was out of town I watched all the Twilight movies <laughs> yeah. Why you pervert? <laughs> I wish there was something in the, those movies that I, that could apply to. It's not like I watched the Fifty Shades, which would have been equally unsexy. But those movies are super stupid. Yeah, that makes sense because they were born out of writing fan fiction from Twilight, which Twilight is already fan fiction from Harry Potter. Yep. <laughs> God damn it! Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. And E. L. James. E. L. James. No. Yeah. Who that's, wrote, that's Fifty Shades. Who wrote Twilight? Stephanie Meyer. Stephanie Meyer was having dreams about Harry Potter characters and wrote fan fiction, but then was like, well, they're young. I can't write that. But what can be young but old? Vampires. Are there vampires in the Harry Potter verse? Probably, but, but specifically... I'm just she, curious. I don't remember any. She wrote the vampire angle in as a way to justify a woman of her age being okay with having... Because uh, no, they're not sexy, sexy thoughts about people like them. Yeah, <laughs> and then somehow El James was like, "Twilight's not sexy enough. What if they hurt each other naked?" <laughs> and we get rid of all the fantastical parts. Yeah, except for the fact that Christian Grey is immortal. Not actually. Uh, I was like, what? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> amazing. Also, How did I not know that? Also, it's like the writing quality goes down. Obviously, J.K. Rowling's better than Stephanie Meyer, but then it's like E.L. James is like, I'm no Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> but <laughs> let, me, let me put my <laughs> stuff out there. I should write a fan fiction about Fifty Shades. <laughs> Bring it back to werewolves. Leave out the vampires. No adjectives. Ugh. <laughs> oh. Oh, he man. had sex with her. <laughs> <laughs> it's all pronouns and verbs. <laughs> she had good time. Alright, let's do some breezy. Uh, do we have to? That was the end of your watch list. That was right? the end of my watch list permanently. It's <laughs> <laughs> the last day I'll ever watch. Brent still had to watch things, but never to tell us about them. <laughs> Chris, you got some news nuggets? Yeah, so some some breezy news nuggets. I um, we got a trailer for uh, shit. The movie title's long. Um, uh, news from HBO. They have uh, they're in production. There's a release date for their Watchmen TV show. It's going to be a sequel to the events uh, from the graphic novel and movie, but specifically the movie. But specifically the movie, yeah. It's going to exist in the Snyderverse. Right. Um, Only the ending, if y'all haven't read... Sorry, I was really close to Michael. that. Only because the ending, um, if y'all haven't read, is different for the two. Right. Um, I, I hope it's... They're, 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 I assume they're obviously going to bring in new Watchmen, right? Because... Yeah, it's, I think so. 
it'd be kind of boring to watch the same three in defeat after uh, after Watchmen. Or uh, also, I'm just bummed you don't get Rorschach. Yeah, I feel like he's my my favorite one to watch. I feel like HBO is probably the best place to. You may not get the same uh, like same characters, but it's still going to be like dark and satirical. So yeah. And maybe that'll be a good thing. Maybe new characters is what I need instead of a another adaptation. I, I have more faith in that than I would have with a movie sequel if a movie sequel got announced. Because they also do... Uh, they, they have a different... It's funny. That I, that's up that I talk about No Man's Sky. I think there's a graphic novel series called Watchmen Next or Next Watchmen mm-hmm. where it's... Or it's like the story after... There's, there is a sequel to the graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Um, that deal with like new characters and old characters with like new task. But yeah, there's a there's a trailer out, a couple trailers out. Um, Ike Barinholtz's new comedy has got a trailer out called The Oath. Oh yeah, um, looks looks neat. Um, uh, Crazy Rich Asians is making a ton of money, not as much as The Meg, which is cleaning up. Yeah. And, well, uh, Crazy Rich Asians has the has the best uh, rom com opening now. Nice. Um, yeah. Well, how? Why is the Meg making so much money? I mean, it, maybe it's fun. I don't, I don't know. There was a chance when we talked about it. We yeah. were like, we never know. It looks awful, but it could be. Uh, if they if they if they attacked it like a like Piranha, which is kind of what I was saying. Yeah, I could see it doing well. Yeah, I think they've also pushed it pushed like the three D and IMAX. Showings of, I would go watch that three D. Like if I'm gonna watch a three D movie, I'd pick that to be one. Uh, here's some news: Jason Bourne uh, spinoff series called Treadstone is gonna be a USA original show. Hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, I thought that they'd been talking about that for a little bit. They've been trying to find a home for that. I don't know. I've never heard of it. Hmm. It sounds interesting. I've never heard of the title, but I thought they were looking for a vehicle for Jason Bourne TV. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just kind of a, on the same note there, we're finally getting the like two-year-long wait is about to be over. August 31st is the debut of uh, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan, looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, also, I know there's been a, a... The cast has had some input on this, uh, and they've been trying to reverse this decision, but uh, Disney has finalized their decision to uh, part ways with James Gunn. Yeah. Despite the cast trying to... Uh, get that reversed. And despite Marvel also putting in their two cents and trying to get it reversed. Yeah. Other movie trailer that I saw was um, <clears throat> An Evening with Beverly Lufflin. It's a Jim Hosking who's kind of a young director. I don't know if you guys have heard of the movie The Greasy Strangler. Mm-hmm. But this is like, that sounds like his wheelhouse kind of odd, dark comedies. Uh, it was Aubrey Plaza, Craig Robinson, Jermaine Clement, and Emile Hirsch. Cool. Hulu has already picked up a second season of Castle Rock. Have you yeah. have you watched some? Uh, four episodes. It's really good. Yeah. I highly recommend Castle Rock. It's a fun little whodunit. You don't need to be well versed in the Stephen King universe to uh, follow along. Does it have? Does it have? But it's got a few. Uh, you definitely also pick up on some things. It's got if a few you treats are. for yeah. those who are. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of a light week. As far as news go, we got to look at the new uh, live-action Mulan girl. Yeah, yeah they finally have cool. that, that image out. She looks like live-action Mulan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I like that. I like that they picked an actress who does have like a, a fairly androgynous face. Yeah, that's good. sells sells the the plot a little better. Right. Found a, a, a set picture got released from uh, the new Will Ferrell John C. Riley collaboration. Uh, they're making a Sherlock Holmes movie. Yeah, yeah. Holmes and Watson movie, which is probably going to be uh, funny. Yeah, and I hear they're actually taking it kind of seriously. That it's like not full comedy. Hmm. Could be could be wrong, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've seen Will Ferrell in some stuff that's been more drama than comedy, and he's been serviceable. But Riley's obviously got chops. Yeah. Um, so that could be interesting, depending on what they do. Um, actually, last week when we kind of talked shit about the movies that were coming out this week, we ended up with two that ended up doing really well mm-hmm. with Crazy Rich Asians and Alpha, shockingly, is getting good reviews. I mean, I thought I had a chance just because it seemed like a kind of an epic spectacle. Mm-hmm. So if it's fun to watch, it could get good reviews. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all it needs to be. But who knew? Well, speaking of, should we talk about this weekend's movies? Do we have any more breezy? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. So, uh, what do we got coming out this weekend? Let me... Axel! Yeah, I like to read the little short synopsis. Axel, a movie about a boy who finds a robot dog who's a military weapon in a junkyard. already said too many words. (laughs) The life of a teenage boy is forever altered by a chance encounter with cutting-edge military technology. That's all it says. <laughs> and that, that military technology, it's a robot dog. It is a robot dog called Axel. Who's designed like a dirt bike, which is convenient because the boy loves dirt bike riding. <laughs> um, we also have the Happy Time Murders. <laughs> so we know what Nico's picking. Uh, when the puppet cast of an 80s children's TV show begins to get murdered one by one, a disgraced LAPD detective-turned-private-eye puppet takes on the case. Melissa McCarthy, and I'm sure a bunch of other people will know. Yeah, this yeah. is apparently going to be a very R-rated yes. uh, Muppet-style movie. Their advertising is basically them out there urging, like, this is rated R. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the uh, new movie starring John Cho called Searching... After his 16-year-old daughter goes missing, a desperate father breaks into her laptop to look for clues to find her. A thriller that unfolds entirely on computer screens. Which, uh... Worked for me the first time when I saw Unfriended. I'm gonna pick that one. I've been, uh... That's the one I'm most excited for. Uh, Happy Time Murders could end up being, like, a cult classic. It could be great. It could also be pretty awful. Um, I think it's the Avenue Q folks, though, that are behind it, and I know that Broadway show was, like, rave reviews. So, I got high hopes for it, but the searching is more up my alley, I think. Chris? Uh, just because I wanted a split, I was going to pick Axel. But no, I think I think I'll, I, I would go for searching. I like I like using technology. Like, even the guy as kind of silly as Nerve was, just like, the, the use of technology and also like the real world uh, f- like playground that is you know the the digital footprints we leave behind like that that kind of so I've, I've seen bits and pieces of it of like the trailers because I think this movie's been around for a bit I think we saw I may be confusing it because of the the filming but I think we saw a trailer for it for, we saw Insane yeah which was in like February yeah um but it just looks interesting. And I like John Cho a whole lot. John Cho's good. I was going to say, Brent, you... Doesn't get a lot of opportunities to do stuff. When you saw Columbus, so you kind of liked him already, but became a bigger fan. 
So my pick is uh, is also going to be searching, um, specifically because I want the Choasance to uh, continue. Of uh, really love John Cho's movie Columbus last year, and uh, I don't know, he seems like a, just a, a good guy. Who I'm happy that he's getting leading roles. I always thought, yeah. he, thought oh. he should have. <laughs> yeah, after uh, after Cal Penn left him to go work at the White House, <laughs> right? <laughs> so yeah, I uh, I'm picking that, but. I don't know. Axel Axel seems like one of those movies that it's going to get good reviews and I'm not going to believe them for a while and it's just going to take me a long time. Kind of like Alpha. To to eventually get to see it. Um, it's like the opposite of Alpha. Alpha though the first dog. This is about like when dogs don't exist the anymore. The last dog. A man finds a, a robot built like a dog. Right. And then uh, Happy Time Murders also could be one of the worst movies of the year but it could be uh, it's also going to be something that I'm eventually going to want to see. Yeah, for like, sure. But I might I might just wait till that's on HBO or something. I want the ability to turn that off once uh, <laughs> if it doesn't go well. Turn it off. Uh, but that's it. So, so yeah, go see searching. Go see searching. If you need to, you know, after a long day of work at the office, if you want to go stare at a computer screen for a couple hours <laughs> at the movie theater, go see searching. Or if someone made you eat a plate of vegetables, go watch a man lose his daughter to a stranger, I think. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Uh, yeah, so that's it. And uh, this has been Talky Talk, podcast for the Media By Us. You can check out our site and see our stuff at themediabyus.com. You can uh, join our Facebook groups, Media, uh, not Media By Us, Games By Us, TV By Us, and Movies By Us. Uh, Hit us up with an email with some suggestions or ideas or anything, or just general commentary. Let us know we're wanted. And uh, do that at uh, themediabyus at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at themediabyus. Leave us a rating and subscribe to the podcast uh, through your podcatching app of choice. And, uh, yeah, I was going to say. And uh, last but not least, let's thank uh, the Willow Walkers. Hey, Willow Walkers. For uh, providing our intro music, uh, Willow Walkers will be appearing at Smith's Old Bar on September fourth. That's Tuesday. It's in uh, just a week or two, and uh, go go watch their show. They're opening for the Yoppers. 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 And uh, yeah, check them out. That'll that'll be fun. And uh, also, thanks for our outro music to Burifa. Burifa. And that's it. Bye.